As I said, we still don't know for certain what it is that made the dead rise up and walk again. It started last year in May, and the Centers for Disease Control at first thought it was a virus. When I made it to Cold Lake in the fall with Jess and Darren and a few others, there was a story going around that the virus theory was all wrong. I haven't seen proof, but when I asked Major Cooper about it a few months ago, he just shrugged and said, What does it matter what caused it, Brian? He had a point. The cause of this hell doesn't matter anymore. We have to live and deal with the results. For over a year now, we've been surviving and fighting and struggling to continue. It was late August now, the 24th, I believe. My team was preparing to go out on a salvage run, and we were packing supplies into our vehicles. Two Ford Explorers, one red, the other green. We'd nicknamed them Stop and Go in a fit of whimsy. My team consisted of myself, my wife Jessica, and four others. Team members have come and gone over the last few months, but our core group is intact. Still with me is Eric Craig, our contact with the military, now a captain and a damned good man to have with us, and Darren Patterson, the kid we met in the mountains, who has just turned 17 and is engaged to Mandy. Kim Dressen had gone out with us several times before meeting a man here and getting married last month, and she was working with the agricultural teams now. We'd replaced her with Sanji Singh, a former Vancouver police officer and firefighter, and a good friend of ours, since we had rescued him, his brother Jay, and a bunch of others from a store in Prince George, where they'd been holed up and surrounded by over 2,000 undead. Sanji had just come out of a stint with the military and was joining us as a full-time member of Salvage Team 107. His brother Jay is a dentist, very much in demand, who works here in Cold Lake. The final team member, six being the suggested minimum number we should take out on a trip, was a former college student, a few years older than Darren, named Chris Nakao. His father was Japanese, his mother Scottish. We'd met him three months ago when his entire family, including two younger sisters and an uncle, were brought in by a rescue squad. They'd been living on the outskirts of Edmonton for almost a year and finally hit the road when they ran out of supplies. They had met up with the rescue squad near Westlock and were escorted to Cold Lake. Chris set out to make a living and help support his family and ended up joining our team. He'd been out with us once so far and proved his worth quite satisfactorily. We loaded the trucks up with food, water, and clothes. Each of us had a C-7A1 or a shotgun as a primary weapon and a Browning 9mm sidearm and we each carried 100 rounds for the Brownings and another 100 rounds for the C-7s. In the vehicles, we stowed extra ammo and clips, gun cleaning kits, and an assortment of melee weaponry for the up-close and personal contacts that could happen so easily. We carried maps, radios, and spare parts for the vehicles. We had a few extra car batteries and cans of gasoline strapped to the outside of the Explorers. We had siphons, and all of us were trained in hot wiring methods. Water purification tablets, sunblock, rain gear, and emergency first aid kits. All of this we managed to cram into a pair of explorers, one towing a trailer small enough not to be too much of a gas waster. Our plan for this trip was to head west towards Slave Lake, a town on the eastern coast of the Lesser Slave Lake, a 100-kilometer-long body of water in the north of Alberta. If we were lucky, we might find unlooted stores, tanker trucks filled with gasoline, and living survivors. Time would tell.
A military expedition out there in the middle of winter hadn't found much, but they'd been primarily concerned with survivors, not locating supplies. Our priorities were a little different. In the morning, we'd be ready to go. Hundreds of kilometers of travel, scrounging what fuel we could, what food we could, in lands inhabited by the ravenous walking dead, all intent on devouring our flesh to satisfy a need they couldn't explain, while they slowly decayed, withered, rotted. We must be crazy.